welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 5, Episode 3, Looking Into How to Pray. Today, Part 3, we're looking again at the model prayer Christ gives us in Matthew 6 with a subject to review how we can pray more effectively. Last episode, we investigated the how to hallow the name of God. And in this episode, we will focus on praising, worshiping in prayer, and discerning the will of God for us. Now, we had discussed the model prayer being separated into two major sections as the following. One was emphasis on God, and the two was emphasis on us. And today, we're going to be looking at emphasis on God. As in the last episode, we spoke about giving honor to God's name, with God having many names. And we honor God, the one whose character is behind each one of those names, because it describes what God does in his character for us. Going back to Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God always wants us to acknowledge him as our Father in heaven, and then to spend time in praise and worship. Praise and worship. Do we understand the concept behind praise and worship? We know that praise is a verb in the English language. It refers to expressing approval, admiration, or positive feedback towards someone or something. But in this case, praise is to our creator, our sustainer, our deliverer, and our savior, and what God has done for us, and praising and worshiping God for just who he is. Paul writes in Romans 12, verse 1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So here's another act of worship and praise, presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice. In other words, committed completely to God as holy, set apart, and pleasing to him. There are so many benefits to praising and worshiping God that are so far more than we can mention in this episode, but some are, is that when we worship to God, it enhances our appreciation and love for God. In Luke 4, 8, when Jesus being tempted by Satan, his response was, and Jesus answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Worship is an avenue for guidance for us. In Psalm 25, 4, Make me to know your path, your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions according to your steadfast love. Remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will be he instruct in the way that he should choose. Worship also energizes our work. Andrew Murray wrote, Having so much to do today, I need to add 
an extra hour of prayer. Not subtract, but add. When we honor God's name, the work will get done, perhaps not all of it, but the priorities will change to what counts. Worship also refreshes our spirit. When you have challenges or problems, worship exchanges worry and concern with peace and refreshment. Paul writes in Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Praise and worship makes our troubles seem smaller. Worship also exhausts our enemy. I believe Satan trembles when he sees God's people on their knees. Worship makes miracles possible. In Acts 16.25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. And worship prepares us for heaven. On September 22, 1967, Dr. Raymond Edmond, then retired president of Wheaton College, was preaching at Wheaton's Chapel when he suddenly collapsed and died in the pulpit. Amazingly, his sermon was entitled, In the Presence of the King. He was prepared. This emphasis on God through praise and worship now enters into emphasis on God in our priorities. Verse 10 again in Matthew 6, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So we have some instruction here on how to order our priorities. How do we know when items should take priority and which should be pushed off? When Jesus says in the model prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Jesus was teaching his disciples this exact principle on how to pray with God's priorities. What does it mean to pray your kingdom come? Where is God's kingdom? Can you point to it? The kingdom of God is found in the reign of Christ in the hearts and lives of believers. The kingdom of God is found in the body of believers that make up the church. In Luke 17:20, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, The kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. He was there. He's in the midst of believers. For believers, Christ lives within us. We need to live our lives as kingdom people. We're living for the King of Kings, Yahweh Elohim, the Lord God. The church is a body of believers whose hearts hold to the reign of Christ, the kingdom of God. And we get yet another glimpse of the kingdom when we as a body of believers corporately come together to worship God. And despite the turbulent world we see around us, the kingdom of God is being exhibited in the lives of his people on earth. When Christ returns, his kingdom will then be fully established. It is completely appropriate to pray for God's kingdom to come and be established not only in the people's lives, but also established in Christ's triumphant return. When you pray your kingdom come, get ready for battle. 
because the current earthly ruler doesn't care for the kingdom that is coming or the kingdom displayed in the lives of believers. When you start living like a kingdom child, you will have struggles. We see when Christ commands us in the same chapter in Matthew 6, verse 33, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. When we honor God's name, we should also long for and request your kingdom come. But we need to add your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray God's priorities in the reign of Christ, your kingdom come. And then we follow up with praying for the rule of Christ, your will be done. Another way to look at it is to pray first and then plan afterwards. So the question is, are we open to having God reorder the priorities of our day? We need to prayerfully consider that perhaps there may be a better order of priorities for us. Some priorities we may not have even considered without God's direction. We have prayed for God's kingdom to come, but how is God's will done? How is God's will accomplished in heaven? Well, that's an easy question because... Whatever God commands in heaven is done and completed. What if we responded perhaps like the angels to the will of God in the same way? How can God's priorities and ours then begin to line up? You know, faith is accepting the Father's love, and obedience accepts the Father's will. Have you considered when you pray God's will be done, that God may be asking you to be fully, totally, completely, unreservedly, immediately available to do whatever he asks you to do? We know that God is already working, but he wants us to help with his work. He wants us to help with the growth of his kingdom. What are the possibilities in fulfilling God's will with willing children? So how do we discern God's will? Well, we go to the second verse in Romans 12. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Testing and renewing your mind to know God's will consists of staying unblemished by the world. Paul writes in Philippians 2.14, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the world of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. You know, seeking God's will will get your heart right with God. It's making yourself available to God. We need to see, to, to understand God's will. We need to see where the Spirit of God and your Bible study begin to align. We need to take note of God-given circumstances in your life. We need to ask God to reveal his will to us. And in prayer, Bible study, and reflection, those things need to start to align and remain aligned. Pray for wisdom that you can see where God is working and the wisdom to become part of it. When our priorities align with God's priorities, amazing results will happen. It leads to more fulfillment in life and deeper joy, not less. Our relationship with God is immeasurably strengthened and deepened when we pray as Jesus taught us. Your kingdom come, 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is a powerful prayer that brings powerful results because it is directed to an all-powerful God. Next week, we'll look at provision, personal relationships, and protection. I hope this season five on how to pray is spoken to you and sparked a desire to pray to our Creator who wants to hear from you today. Biblical Tapestry is available on Facebook and Instagram. I encourage you to please like and share this podcast if you've discovered something helpful or uplifting. God bless you with an effective prayer life, and I pray that you are greatly strengthened by God. God bless. Until next episode.